You're listening to Coming Out and Beyond, LGBTQIA plus stories, a podcast that celebrates the wisdom, courage, experience, and joy of individuals in the queer community. Every week, we feature a guest who has a remarkable story to tell about their coming out and the life they've lived beyond. Now here's your host, Anne-Marie Zanzel. Hi, everybody. It's Emery Zanzel and Barb Rowlandson. Welcome to another quick episode of Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA Stories. Hi, Barb. How are you? Emery, I am fun and dandy like sugar candy. What can I say? I've had a great holiday. I bet you are. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and Happy New Year to all our listeners. We want to talk to you about something that's coming up on January 8th at 1 p.m. Central Time. We are doing a five-day free educational workshop called what, Barb? Things you have got to know when you are coming out later in life. And we mean underlying got. You have to know these things. Absolutely. Because You know, independently, Barb and I have both written blog pieces about things I wish I had known when I was coming out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a new world. And so a lot of times there's a lot of things that we have to learn. And so we have broken it up to five one-hour sessions that um, will be going on Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. It will all be its live sessions if you can make it. If not, it's recorded sessions and you can hear what we are talking about in those sessions. So what's going to be day one, Barb? Well, on day one, we are going to be talking about that question that you that you know happens when you start reconsidering your sexuality is, am I straight? Or maybe I'm not straight. Maybe I'm not straight. What am I? I don't even know. How do I know? I've been living as a straight person all this time. And then all of a sudden, whomp, feelings of a totally different kind come out and smack you upside the head. And it's like, it really throws you into this position of questioning um, who you are. Right. right. And, you know, Barb, we're going to talk about what Barb's talking about, which is a catalyst relationship in day two. But mm-hmm. me, I didn't have those feelings because I'm one of those people that came out with not having a relationship and being like, you know, I don't think I'm straight and I have to go and explore this. And mm-hmm. so Barb and I, first of all, Barb and I, you know, we will never name anybody's label. That is up to yes. you. Um, yes. And I know there's a lot of conversation about labels in the queer community, but that is really your call, how you define who you are. So when we start working with people, our baseline is maybe I'm not straight yes. or maybe you're not straight. And and honestly, most people that work with us have always come to some conclusion at the end that they are not. Um, yes. I think almost 100 um, percent. Yes. How they express that is a, it depends on the person. So we're going to have some fun. I mean, there are some real signs that you may not be straight, but there is also sometimes um, some silly ones like, is Home Depot your favorite store? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, 
you know, am I an avid kayaker? Do I own a pair of Blundstones? Uh, we could go on and on about this. I one. love Darth Martins. <laughs> am I am I attracted to women that are as masculine of center? There are all kinds of things that we can have fun with, and but also too like giving you the space to be able to consider it, and yes. that is really really important. And mm-hmm. so the second day we're going to talk about either what is known as your catalyst relationship or your first queer romance. Oh, yeah. Barb had a very challenging and she so she realized she was not straight because of her catalyst relationship. And so what are some of the things that it is important for people to know when they're coming out later in life regarding either a catalyst relationship or their first queer relationship? I think it's really important to know that, um, well, first of all, don't gaslight yourself. If you're having these feelings, they're real. And just because you lived a certain way your entire life doesn't mean the thing that you're feeling right now isn't real. Um, and you do have to confront those feelings um, and reckon with them one way or the other. Um, and the other thing, too, is that that relationship does not define who you are. And that kind of circles back to the first point. Uh, you know, you you might be wondering if you've fallen in love with a woman and like, does this mean I'm a lesbian now? I, I, you know what? Only you get to decide that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is that is for you to figure out. And also, by the way, no pressure to put a label on it right away, right? Like absolutely not. Absolutely not. And also too, you know, a lot of times we joke that everybody tries on every letter of the alphabet mafia, which is the LGBTQIA plus family. <laughs> and you know, we try on every label before we decide on one that fits. Both Barb and I identify the same way, way as queer and lesbian, mm-hmm. but we work with people that define all different kinds of ways. And so there is no pressure for you to do it. Again, it's about having a safe space to talk about maybe this catalyst relationship that is incredible, but you have nobody to talk to about, or it's not incredible and you realize that it has to end. But Mm -hmm. she is the person that made you realize that you possibly Mm -hmm. might not be straight and who are you without you, her in your life? And right. we really help you think about those things and, and give you a time to, we're going to give you some educational stuff about Catalyst and first square relationships, but we're mm-hmm. also going to give you some time to maybe ask some questions at the end, especially if we haven't covered something. And so sure. that leads us to the next one, um, mm-hmm. which uh, for some people, they realize that they need to go and explore this and they can't do it while they're married to their spouse. Yes. And so most of Barb and I's work, honestly, is supporting people as they divorce. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a really tough one. It comes with a lot of feelings of guilt a lot of times. Uh, it comes with feelings of shame. Uh, it comes with confusion. And uh, especially if you've got kids involved, it's it's uh, this prevailing sense of I am wrecking my family. So a lot of the big part of the work that we do is to help people reframe that, uh, as you know. And we 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 ask you to consider: are you, well, are you wrecking it? Are you wrecking your family, or are you just restructuring your family? Um, because a family that where you don't get to live as your authentic self 
is is not good for you and it's not good for your fam- the rest of your family your your husband your kids so you know it's important to change the mindset around that mm-hmm. and so barb mentioned some of these things that we go through and so on the fourth day we're going to talk about navigating the emotional ups and downs of the later in life experience and there are a lot of highs mm-hmm. and a lot of lows oh yeah and we really try to normalize this experience for you and also teach a little bit about grief because mm-hmm. there is a lot of challenges and if you're listening to this podcast because you're in the middle of coming out later in life we want you to know that we see you and we understand the emotional ups and downs of this experience. And so we're going to talk a little bit about grief because this experience involves a lot of loss and a lot of joy, mm-hmm. but a lot of loss. <laughs> well, and I think that's one of the, like the brilliant things that you recognize with your, your history as, you know, a chaplain and a, a grief counselor, and then having gone through this experience yourself, you recognize that a big part of the coming out later in life process is grief. And to be able to parlay those skills into helping this particular group of people, um, really smart, uh, because I'm not sure that, that it could be easily identified right away. You know, like even you, I remember you saying like, you know, at one point you're like, Oh, (laughs) I'm well, I said, yeah, I was six months into my own coming out process before I realized, and I'm a grief counselor. So yeah. before I realized I was grieving because my emotions were absolutely all, all over the place. Right. So, you know, having a place, having to have, being able to talk to somebody, I could have really used the, you know, to talk to somebody when I was oh, yeah. going through this because the person I was working with really, she was a straight therapist and she mm-hmm. didn't get it um yeah. her solution was to medicate and and I did need some medication because I did need a floor under me but I really would have loved to have talked to somebody about um all these experience emotions I was having and these experiences I was having you raise a really good point there because I think there's all kinds of therapists out there good and bad and uh, some something you've said before that really stuck with me is the best coaches are the ones that play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, there was nothing like this. We, we came out within a year of each other, I think. And there was no resources for me about this. Whatsoever. If we Googled it, we wouldn't have found anything. Right. Like, right. so, yeah. you know, that's part that of was really one of the intentions of work the work I've done because I, I I like people to find me organically and mm-hmm. so um when they google you know like uh how do how do I know I'm a lesbian an article I re- wrote years ago um it says seven signs you may not be straight and mm-hmm. it's like number one on google because mm-hmm. we've done a lot of work with the SEO and stuff like that so you know both Barbara and I have played the game you know and it was a really hard game and really um we had to fight hard to win it yes hard lessons yes yes hard lessons and so what we're trying to do is to make it so that you do not have to go through some so many hard lessons that we had to because there just wasn't the resources or the knowledge that there is now this is really a new field honestly nobody studies lesbians why is that i don't know why (laughs) we're women and you know (laughs) 
Okay. Now, <laughs> the last day though, we're going to, we're going to talk about joy because we yeah. want to leave you in a happy place. For sure. So we're going to talk of you about how to find community in your own backyard mm-hmm. and it is possible and you can do it. And we're going to talk about the most wonderful things that we've experienced with um, our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh, such a huge uh, component of, of this having a successful coming out process is finding your people, um, seeing yourself reflected in other people, really important. You know how sometimes like you have a friend who's going through something and it seems so clear what they're going through and what the answers are. <laughs> and so when you, when you connect with other people who are going through the same things as you are, um, you see yourself reflected in others. And I think that's, that's an awesome part about the communities that we cultivate right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's so healing. And, uh, and it brings you to another level of, of autonomy of claiming your personhood and who you authentically are. And I know that is a buzzword that goes around a lot, authenticity, but um, I stick by it. I think it's, it's a good way to describe what happens when we come out later in life as we claim our authenticity. You know, Barb, I think the beauty of what we do is with the groups that we work with is that, like you said, it's often in somebody else's words, we hear our own story reflected mm-hmm. back to us. And so then we are able to have a perspective that a lot of times when it's, you know, it's somebody with a similar story, they're sharing something and then all of a sudden you see yourself. And that only happens when we have the shared common humanity of other people going through this um, time in their lives. So this sounds intriguing to you. We invite you to go to comingoutsupport.net. Come and join us next week. Whether you're coming out at 22 or 82, we would love to have you be a part of this really great educational workshop and also an opportunity to build community so what is it again barb uh it is the website is comingoutsupport.net and the event is things you absolutely must know you've got to know when you're coming out later in life emphasizing that this again i mean emory we help people up into their 70s right like even absolutely mm-hmm. so that it, late in life is a subjective term um and and also just know that this is a really private space nobody's going to be able to see that you are participating in this event um i mean you can even hide your identity from us and that's fine <laughs> like well, well we're doing the sessions um and uh you know nobody in your facebook is going to see it it's all it's going to cost you is your time and if you are feeling alone, if you are feeling confused, if you are feeling sad, if you are on that roller coaster of highs and lows that comes with going coming out later in life, um, join us because we have so much valuable information to share with you. And it is shared with the honest intent of helping because we didn't have that. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't have that. So if we can help anyone anyone get through this process uh of more unscathed <laughs> than what we did so that's at comingoutsupport.net i also want to mention that the sessions will be on um zoom 
yes. so they will not be on Facebook. You will be sent a link to come to the sessions and see them on Zoom. If you can't make it to these sessions, you will be um, sent the link afterwards so that you can watch them on your own. So uh, if you can come, it's great because we give opportunity for people to ask questions at 1 p.m. Central Time starting mm -hmm. on January 8th. But if you can't because you're working, you're doing something else, just doesn't work for you, you can watch it later and then also talk to us privately and have your questions answered as well. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is comingoutsupport.net. We hope you join us. We would love to see you in the group. We would love for you to find your first community if this is all new for you. And um, I hope you join us. So thanks, Barb. Oh, thank you, Emery. Folks, I hope to see you there. Uh, looking forward to sharing and learning with you. You've been listening to Coming Out and Beyond LGBTQIA plus stories with Anne-Marie Zanzel. New episodes of the Coming Out and Beyond podcast drop every other Friday. You can tune in at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at annemariezandel.com. Be sure to hit subscribe when tuning in so you never miss an episode. And for more resources, articles, videos, and a free downloadable guide for coming out later in life, visit annemariezandel.com.